When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. set as we get started in this third hour it's chad and zay i'm chad hastings isaiah collier alongside and zay is setting the mood for you today third hour always starts with a beat today yeah it's that kind of beat what do you got zay seven o'clock on the dot i'm in my drop top pushing the streets (laughs) usher oh okay now we're getting serious nice and slow Waiting for this for so long. Making love until the sun comes up. <laughs> Baby, I just wanna take you nice and slow. Baby, tell me what you wanna do with me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Usher would be, I'm sure, would be so proud of what he of what he just heard. Somebody on the specs text line said, damn, Zay, I ain't never heard a brother before that can't sing till I met you. Dang, that's rude. That is rude. That is completely rude. A little racist, but it's okay. Yeah. Like what you're saying. You know. Yeah, what is that? I don't know what that you means. Know, you know, Zay, <laughs> in my time, I have, I've never met a, a, a black person that couldn't sing. Yeah, can we all sing? I never huh? knew that was a thing. What do you, but, all right. Jeez. Maybe you just know some talented brothers. <laughs> I was about to say, what neighborhood are they hanging out <laughs> in? Motown? Everybody? No. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> They're hanging out at record studios <laughs> and stuff. Wow, everybody can sing. That's crazy. All right, uh, the Usher beat getting us started this hour. Uh, Chad and Zay with you here on this Tuesday. Valentine's Day, a lot of reactions to that. We'll get back into that discussion. We'll get back to Texas basketball. But, Zay, I do feel like we need to start with a little NFL news. I was going to give Cowboy fans half of this news. Now I can give them all of this news because both the Eagles OC and DC are gone from Philly. See ya, fellas. See ya. Can I help you pack? Do you need any help? And one of them goes to the other conference. The other at least gets out of your division. Let's give them their love. All year you've probably heard these names. Offensive side of the ball, it's Shane Steichen is his name. He's been getting love and interviews. He's 37 years old. He will now be the head coach in Indianapolis. So we should probably give Jim Ursay some credit for not hiring Jeff Saturday. That's funny. Come on. Good grief. Golf clap. Well done, Mr. Ursay. So, alcohol has not gone that far, right? He's not he's not consumed enough alcohol that he thinks Saturday's the the choice. So, Steichen's going to be the new uh, head coach there, and then the replacement for Cliff Kingsbury 
goes on the other side. Y'all all know how this works, right? Sometimes you go from the hardcore, the hardcore disciplinarian to the player's coach. Or you just go basic, offense to defense or defense to offense. In this case, you're going Cliff Kingsbury to a defensive guy. Jonathan Gannon was the Eagles' defensive coordinator. He will now be the Arizona head coach, and he gets to deal with whatever happens next with Kyler Murray. Congrats, Coach. Yeah, yeah. uh, That's both of those guys out of Philly, both of them did a hell of a job this year. Now, as far as what's my man's name, Steichen? Steichen, Shane Steichen. Yeah, as far as Steichen situation goes, you would think that Nick Sirianni gave him a good, you know, recommendation because he came from under Frank Wright with the Colts. So Jim Irsay does know some Nick Sirianni asked yep. how, you know, how is he going to do? And obviously Sirianni bigged him up. So there goes that job. Check that off. As far as the Cardinals go, it's going to be tough. This will be tough for Gannon. I mean, you don't know how Kyler's going to come back with the ACL injury. you got to hire somebody big time as an offensive coordinator just to deal with Kyler Murray you know, all the craziness that he brings to the table. You don't have J.J. Watt, A.J. Green left, so those are two big guys in your locker room that are now gone. Mm-hmm. Yes, Buda Baker is still there, but... And you still got Hopkins on offense, Yeah, right? you still got yeah. new Hopkins there, so, you know, the talent's good, but they only won one game this year at their home stadium. That's oh, terrible. God, is that right? Yes. Like, like a, a stat that I saw all week was the Chiefs won more games in Arizona than the Cardinals did. <laughs> yeah, ain't that some ish? That's a rude stat. It's pretty disrespectful. There's no need to say that stuff yeah. out loud. But yeah. yeah, that's mean. It's pretty disrespectful. So, you know, offensively for the Eagles, you felt like Nick Sariani, him calling the plays anyway. I don't think they're going to fall off. But defensively, man, that's 70 sacks that you have this year. That, that's huge, yeah. You know, Gannon was, you know, scheming up. You allowed the least amount of yards when it came to. Uh, total yards and defense this year. Other than San Francisco, you're the best defense in the league. So I think they're going to take a step back, and we'll see what happens with who they hire as a defensive coordinator. But if you're a Cowboys fan, you should be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's one of those things. You just take you take uh, the little victories you can get if you're a Cowboys fan like I am. The victory of them not winning the Super Bowl, that's a little one. And then the fact that the OC and DC are now both gone. By the way, you mentioned that San Francisco defense. We now know that Steve Wilkes is going to be the D coordinator. He's the guy that was in Carolina, was their interim coach after they let Rule go. And... Kyle Shanahan has stated very clearly, we are not changing our scheme on defense. Why the hell would they? Right? One of the most obvious things a coach could say. But he's made sure they're going to stay with that scheme. Steve Wilkes uh, has you know interviewed with him and told him he's all about that scheme. So Wilkes is going to be their D.C. Again, both coordinators in Philly find new work. And we told you earlier that Todd Monken goes to Baltimore. So this is a shakeup at the very top of college football. Kirby Smart loses his offensive coordinator. A lot of people thought that Monken was headed to the pros. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. I told you, Zay, I would have loved that idea for the Dallas Cowboys. I would have loved it because look what Todd Monken just did with Stetson Bennett and that offense. 
He took a quarterback that at times would make you think, and he found a way to maximize it. If I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm kind of excited about this idea. Yeah, you're excited, but those recruiting classes that Kirby Smart has year in and year out, whatever you say about Stetson Bennett, it makes it a lot easier to throw to those guys when you have five stars on your left and five stars on your right, like Georgia we've seen these last two years. So who knows what the Lamar Jackson situation is going to be. We know they still don't have a grade A wide receiver in Baltimore until they get that. Lamar Jackson's going to be limited. I know you love Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a top five tight end in the league out of Oklahoma. Cool, but still, with the way Lamar Jackson plays, I still think he's kind of injury prone. Oh, sure. With with the style that he plays with. You know, even Jalen Hurts, as good as a season that he had this year, second and runner-up for MVP, he still got hurt and missed a couple of games. Mm -hmm. So, um, sure, we'll see what happens. We know that, you know, he has a NFL history. So going back to the NFL, yeah. it's not going to be like a big, you know, oh, what what is this situation? Like he's going to have his eyes open like he gets the NFL. I think he was just looking for more responsibility and another challenge, and he'll definitely get that going into Baltimore, that's for sure. So look out for March 7th. That's franchise tag time, and Lamar Jackson could be tagged right around that time. And then the other date to look out for on a quarterback is tomorrow. By the time we come in tomorrow for the show, Derek Carr is not going to be a Raider. They're not going to pay him all that money. So he'll be released. Uh, if, he, if He just can't be on that roster tomorrow. So then he'll be a free agent. They'll save some cap money. They won't have to you know, trade anything. Um, well, the Raiders won't get anything, but in terms of that other team that will end up with Derek Carr, they're not going to have to give up anything for it. So is it the Saints? Um, I see a story where the Jets might also be interested. The Jets are a really interesting team to watch. They just hired Tom, uh, Todd Downing as their passing game coordinator, and he's got connections to both Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr, plus the Jets have asked about Aaron Rodgers. So if Rodgers does decide he wants to play, the Jets are a team to look out for in addition to, obviously, the Packers. He could just, I guess, decide to keep wearing the same helmet if he wanted to. Yeah, either way, Aaron Rodgers is going to get that bag. We know he's doing his little four days and like a rabbit hole or something crazy like that. I don't know, in the closet, what the, whatever the hell he's doing. He's a deep dude, man. So deep. He yeah. really is. We know Nathaniel Hackett being in New York now, that's a huge Reason why the Jets right. are going to go after him. Yeah, Hackett's OC, right? Hackett's the OC, and now this dude is the passing game coordinator. So they're going to, they're, they're stacking it up. Yeah. Trying to get a big time quarterback there. As far as Derek Carr goes, I know the commanders, they are on this radar. Uh, Tampa Bay, now without Tom Brady, where are they going to go? New uh-huh. Orleans Saints, that sounds good. So we'll see. Derek Carr, Carr still has some years left in him. It's just about what do you put around him. You He's know? a pretty good quarterback, He is right? a pretty good quarterback. I think he got done dirty with Josh McDaniels and them in Vegas. I keep thinking two things. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. And do I want him to be my quarterback? Those two things are different for me. Like, Would you take him over Dak? Wow. I feel like that answer is no, but I feel like if you said, could he be an option in Tampa, that answer I think would be yes. That tells you what's in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, there's not much in Tampa. Man, I think I'd... Why wouldn't you take him over Dak? 
Cowboys fans on the Specs text line, 512-337-377 tits. Would you take Derek Carr over Dak Prescott? Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's tough. They're right there. Let us know what you think, uh, Cowboys fans. I, I also feel like I don't know enough. I got to do some research on Brian Schottenheimer, find out what does that mean? What is he known for in terms of being an offensive coordinator? Being Marty's son. But what does that what does that mean football wise? Right? He knows a little something. More run, more jeans. More run, more pass. What are the you know, what kind of what do they do there? Uh I Big like Mike doing him a favor like Marty did Big Mike a favor back in the nineties. That's all I see right now. Somebody just texted no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. There's seven no's there. Hey. All right. I feel like Derek at times. <laughs> Okay, how do I say this? I feel like sometimes somebody texted they're literally the same they person. Are. They really are. I just feel like sometimes Derek's mistakes look slightly more polished, but I feel like the mistakes are equal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Dak's just a little more of a workman, blue-collar way of doing it. Derek's slightly more polished, but I feel like the mistakes are completely equal, and it's the same thing where you'd go, God, he's my guy, but... You can't make that throw. Yeah, Derek Carr has a California cool about him. That's not that cool. Does that make sense? Mm, okay. And, and now, like, when you have that California cool about you and it's not that cool, it just looks like you don't give a damn. You're saying he's got the Fresno cool. That's exactly <laughs> what he has. That's exactly what he has. Uh, I didn't get David's looks at all. Like, he's definitely bad seed. In the family. That is a weird genetic experiment. Now, talent-wise, he got all the talent, and yeah. he saw what Big Bro did and said, you know what? I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to do this in my career so I can stay away from that. But, oh, yeah, Derek Carr, he's bad seed for you know, sure. You know what they kind of remind me of looks-wise? The Bosa's. Oh, Nick Bosa is for sure bad seed. Now, the Bosa's both got the talent part. Yeah. But... Yeah, one of them did not win the genetic lottery. Yeah, and Nick is slow, too. There's something not all there up top. There's something there where, like, damn, you're really the bad seed, and Joey got everything, like the uh, brains, No, the wait looks. a minute. No, no, no. It's Nick that got the looks, right? Isn't Nick the one in San Francisco? Yeah. To me, he's the better-looking one. Isn't know. Joey the one with the Chargers with the yeah, nose? Yeah, they both got this. I thought Joey was the one with the schnoz. Nick, Nick will be in the pressure and be like, we... Hit quarterback. We stop ball. Oh like my caveman is like, okay. damn, Nick. Like, I don't come on, get it out there, buddy. Get it out. I think we've established today that the <laughs> Bosa's are not going to come on the show anytime soon. I think that's pretty sure. All right, so a lot of NFL notes out there. Cowboys fans find some happiness there. Both coordinators in Philly get head coaching jobs and are not going to be with the Eagles next year. Uh, Cowboy stuff there. We've also talked Longhorns, of course, today. Texas falls in Lubbock to Texas Tech, 74-67. We were breaking down some of this. Um, Zay, the rebounding numbers, not good for Texas. They got out-rebounded by 12. We talked about... Davion Harmon's 25. Texas Tech just shot lights out in that first half. Banking in three-pointers. I mean, you just knew it was their, their night, at least through a, through a half a ball. I did think, you know, we saw it again. Texas put up a fight, but we had another one of the droughts, which you can't have, and we had another one of those sluggish, plodding starts. What is going on with Texas from the hotel to the layup line to the first half. Something's going on. We've seen it a little bit at home, but really seen it on the road. 
What is going on? Yeah, and Tech, they look like the more desperate team yesterday. Point blank period. Yep. They were desperate. They are desperate. They still aren't in or on the outside looking in when it comes to the NCAA tournament. And if they keep getting these quad one wins and they still got to go to Kansas City and play in the Big 12 tournament, that's what this Mark Adams team is striving for. And, you know, to Coach Terry's, you know, just having his back on this point, when you go with the Scout Texas Tech, the team that we saw last night, that's tough. Because they've just rotated so many different guys in the starting lineup. Pop Isaac's been hurt. Bacho was hurt, didn't play yesterday. They still got talent, but when you have that crowd, or what is it, 14,000, 16,000? They reported over 14,000. <sighs> United Supermarkets Arena. It felt were, like 25. It felt like a ton. And yeah. they had a ton of people camping out and stuff, and they brought all of that energy with that team, the blackout, there's something about a blackout, like the funeral, you know, mystique of it, like we're coming in to kill, man. They just play with a different type of tempo that Texas didn't match for the full 40 minutes. When you got Jalen Tyson talking that ish, yeah, doing that, that's nasty, it stank, get that stuff out of here. And Kevin O'Banner, when he blocked Dylan DeSue's shot, he got bucked and swolled up on us and yelled in the crowd. They just played up to that, and the yeah. crowd played up to that. And the horns, Timmy Allen, only two points. Serge Barry Rice, he only, had, uh, he only had eight. Tyrese Hunter only had nine. All those guys that you need, even though Marcus Carr had 23, he still missed five free throws. Two big crucial free throws with about five minutes to go in the game. Then the Sue miss a big free throw uh, towards the end of the game. That definitely would have helped. Brock Cunningham smoked a wide open layup to close the gap. So just too many mistakes, man. You know, and again, shout out to Coach Adams. He adjusted to Coach Terry. When Coach Terry started double teaming that guy, Damian Harmon coming off the screen, he set his big man up for a high low uh, AMAC. And AMAC was good with his passing and his decision making. Kevin O'Banner did a good job cutting to the hoop and hitting big threes and that's how you got that seven point win for the Red Raiders last night. So one thing I like about this Texas team is it really does feel like night in and night out you can count on Marcus Carr. Now the five missed free throws are bad and and that's a good point to bring up. You can count on him. Right now though we're seeing game in game out. You can't count on anybody to go with him for sure. That's part one. Part two, Timmy Allen cannot be that invisible in a game. He can't. Defensively, offensively, everything. 0 for 4, 2 points, Timmy Allen? Yeah. That can't happen. You need to see him. He needs to be impactful. He needs to be connecting in the middle, the mid-range we've talked about. And the fact that they only had 18 points in the paint, I think that speaks right to Timmy Allen. they got to get him activated a lot quicker in these road games because you can't, you can't, we can't continue to look at road box scores that look like that. Yeah, Timmy Allen against Texas Tech, how good they are in that no-middle defense and where Timmy Allen likes to play, which is mid-range game, Mm -hmm. it's literally the worst thing against that type of defense. And the way that they guard them, the way that they use their athleticism, their length, it's just brutal for somebody like Timmy Allen who's an undersized big against that type of team. You know, Timmy Allen, at his best, getting the ball off the rim, off a defensive rebound, pushing it up himself and getting into that mid-range area where he could shoot that pull-up jumper or create for others or get to the paint and use his pump fake and jump stop game. We saw none of that last night. 
None of that. And this is a guy, 2,000-point score. Him and Marcus Carr, they both went over 2,000 points this year. Mm -hmm. The only two players in the nation on the same team with that stat. So I'm with you, Chad. He cannot give you two points. We're so used to seeing Serge Abari Rice hooping, averaging around 18 points a game in the last five. He only had eight last night. Yeah, and how about this number? Did you see Jabari Rice from the free throw line? None. He didn't take one. Yeah, that's odd. Can you remember a game so far? I, I, I've been saying I want him taking all the free throws. He was 10 for 10 in the last game. I want him taking any big free throw late in the game, and he got none in Lubbock last night. That's crazy. Yeah, what I told you all yesterday, you want a nine-man rotation. Both of the freshmen gave you nothing. Dylan Mitchell, two points, nine minutes. Arterio Morris, it was allowed to ask two points with that dunk that made it 59-54. Yeah. And Mark Adams called a really good timeout, but just two points in eight minutes. The freshman gave you nothing. So yeah. now, instead of that nine-man rotation that you'd like to have, it's a now a seven-man rotation. Plus, the other guys, they didn't do good enough. Like Tyrese Hunter, 30 minutes. He didn't play enough to deserve that, or he didn't deserve that 30 minutes, not in my opinion. Timmy, Timmy Allen also had 30 minutes. He didn't deserve that 30. So you look at your bench, if you're Coach Terry, and you're looking at those freshmen, they're not giving you much either. It was just a bad game all around. Brock Cunningham, he wasn't good last night. Christian Bishop hasn't been good since that Kansas State game where he dominated in the second half, 14 second-half points. Where has he been? You know what I'm saying? So – you got to get back to the basics. Uh, you still have a chance to get that number one seed, but they hurt themselves last night. They really did. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Right now they're still sitting on that two line according to some of the bracketology, but we'll see how that could change this week. Texas and Oklahoma over at Moody, 1230 pregame, 1 o'clock tip on Saturday. We'll obviously be talking about that one throughout the week. Up next, why today matters on this Valentine's Day. There's a Valentine's Day birthday in the world of sports that I think can teach us all a really valuable lesson. It's next on The Horn. I want to see you. I want to please you. I want to show you Valentine's Day, and Zay Nobody is going that way. Nobody. Nobody can sex you like me? Is that what he said? Man. Nobody, baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, do I have any chance here, Zay? Um, I would like to say yeah, but... Yeah. yeah, we've met. You kind of hurt. You you've kind of learned where my strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah, the baby making music is not going to be one of my strengths. It's just not. Yeah, I like the female voice coming in there. So after R. Kelly, this guy was probably the it guy for R and B in the nineties. After R. Kelly, this guy was the go-to R and B. That's not Montel Jordan. That's not Montel Jordan. Yeah, I don't have it. 
Keith Sweat. Oh, man. <laughs> How did I not just have that as a guess? Come on. Somebody even texted earlier requesting to hear some sweat. Oh, yeah, I got you. And I should have realized that. Keith Sweat, SWV, Tevin Campbell, Jodeci, H-Town. We warn you, this kind of music can lead to some things on Valentine's Day or other days. So, if you're going to set that mood, please be careful. The Usher beat to start the hour as well. Uh, whether it is that kind of music, your a different kind of music, um, a kind of music that is more effective, less effective for whatever you're trying to do tonight, today, we hope you have a good Valentine's Day. If you want to be alone, then we hope you listen to the music you want to alone. Uh, or maybe you're trying to start up a new relationship or you're just trying to keep a relationship going. We've talked to people today who are in line to buy stuff and they know they're a part of the machine, but they have to do it. <laughs> That's who they're with. They're not married to Zay's wife. Zay's wife is one that says... Don't go out. Don't do not go get in line on February 14th. Yo, that was part of the application for me. That is like the I think that's great that you found out. Now, did you find this out before the first Valentine's Day so you didn't mess it up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She lets you know. She let me know. That's so great. Yeah. Early on, she was like, ah, Valentine's Day. It's a scam. Ooh. Big scam. How many guys that have heard Valentine's Day is a scam from a woman end up marrying that woman? I think that percentage is pretty high. It should be. Ladies, try that out. Even if you don't believe what you're saying, if you're trying to get a man, give that a shot. See what happens. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah. On some level. There aren't many men that want to hear, you know what I want? I want somebody to spend a lot of money on me for Valentine's Day. Yeah, when I first went to my wife's apartment for the very first time, she had Seinfeld on. It was just a match made in heaven. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Love me some Seinfeld. That is good. I was thinking today of, because uh, I, I told the story earlier in a crap bag about my wife and I meeting because of Valentine's Day and some of those early things that you knew you were going to get along and stuff. We had some musical conversations right away that I knew. First date, musical conversations where I knew. But then I remember literally one of the very first places we ever went together just as a basic, let's go get something to eat or something to drink, Sonic. Man. Just pull up to the Sonic drive-thru. <laughs> she got a cherry slush. I'll never forget it. She got a cherry slush, and to this day, when my daughter goes to Sonic, she orders a cherry slush. It always make, And it always makes me think back to her mother doing it. But yeah, we're just, we're simple country folk. One grew up outside of, you know, the greater Dallas area, the other outside of the greater Houston area, and we just like our simple stuff. That's love right there. Including Sonic corn dogs and... Occasionally slushes. Slushes, if yeah. I can say that right. Ain't nothing wrong with a cherry slush. No. I'm telling you, dude, we'd go to Sonic tonight if I could talk her into it. I try to talk her into the simplest things for Valentine's Day. My greatest accomplishment food-wise for Valentine's Day is the year I talked her into Luby's. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yo, you might be the goat for that one. 7, 7.30 in the evening. We had the child... So, and she was probably four, five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. Dude, by 7, 7.30, that place is cleared out. Yep. We go through the line. We get all that great food. We sit down. We take our time. It's awesome. <laughs> They're glad to see us. We're tipping waitresses. It's lovely. Yeah. Nothing like the Luan platter. Woo-hoo! I'm a whitefish man myself when I go to Luby's. Love that whitefish. With that crust on top. I'm a fried fish guy at Luby's. Good stuff. Well, no, no. See, I go with the white fish because it feels healthy. Ah, there we go. feels a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit healthier. All right, speaking of healthier, 
I think we have a birthday message today that can hopefully keep a lot of you healthier, or in this case, alive. Let's go to Why Today Matters. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right. Uh, It is Why Today Matters, and it is February 14th. Zay, I feel like this is a proper PSA for a lot of people. We try to be honest on this show. Sometimes you just got to say it like it is. Let's go right to it. Steve McNair was born on Valentine's Day. Steve McNair would have been 50 today. For those that don't remember the story, Steve McNair did not make it to 50. Steve McNair made it to 36 Wow! on this Valentine's Day. I want to remind everybody that in addition to maybe keeping track of your relationships, there are those of you out there that might be trying to keep track of multiple relationships. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Not my thing because I can barely keep up with one set of the truth. But make sure you learn a lesson from Mr. McNair if you're going down that road. When Steve McNair died, it was at the hand of this other woman. He was 36. She was, wait for it, 20 years old. Mm. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying you can't effectively do it. I'm saying be careful. I'm saying be very careful. She shot him, and then she shot herself. Murder-suicide. That's how Steve McNair died. He was a Valentine's baby. He would have been 50 today. Wow. That's... Just trying to... Just, I'm just laying it out there. That's eerie. Very, it's, it's very bizarre. It's very... And by the way, he was... I forgot she... And that happened on the 4th of July of all days. He died on the 4th of July. Crazy stuff. They had texts between the two of them expressing, I love you. Oh, I love you too, baby. She was 20. He was 36 oh, with Steve. with four kids, I think, by two different women by that by that point. Yeah. Steve was juggling a lot of stuff at that time. Be careful out there, gentlemen and ladies. This is for everybody. If you're trying to juggle multiple relationships, watch out for the crazy. Watch out for the obsessed. And certainly watch out for a situation like that. So, so sad. Was Steve still in the league when that happened? No, no. This would have he been. Was retired? Oh, yeah, 09. Okay. He, he was out of the league by because then. Because a couple of years prior, he had some good seasons with Baltimore. He did, yeah. No, he had some decent time at the end. Steve McNair, when you say the toughest football players that I've ever seen, Steve's in the, on the list. Steve McNair at one point had a cracked sternum. They would hold him out of practice all week, say, all week. He would literally not take a snap and then go and play in an NFL game at quarterback and get up every time. Just a tough mother. He was tough. Tough, tough mother. But in the end, you know, it was such a sad, it was such a sad ending. I'll never forget when it happened. The effect on Vince Young when it happened was something yeah. people talked about a lot I, I around here. That. And the, the the mentorship that they had was such a horrible, horrible story. A lot of people say that's why Vince didn't make it. Like yeah. he should have been. No, there's there's thoughts about that. Vince has talked about losing him and how big a deal it was. It's terrible. It was an awful story, but hopefully one uh, that maybe uh, some people can learn from. Uh, a couple other quarterbacks today. Jim Kelly, 63 years old today. Good to see Jim uh, in that Super Bowl commercial. Jim's beaten cancer multiple times he now. Has. Just fighting through it. Yeah. Uh, old school Jim Kelly. Oh, I definitely don't know this one. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Um, what's the hint? I'm trying to think of a hint that's not so obvious. <laughs> It's um, 
One of Dion's big rivals in college? That's at least kind of a not-so-obvious hint. Florida? The Miami? Other, the other one, Miami, yeah. Really? Yeah. Jim was a weird one because I don't recall. I was I would have been watching college football. Jim was one of those guys before transfers and stuff. He got lost behind other guys. He played a little at Miami, but not a ton. But he was at Miami. And then he went on to be, you know, a badass. But before Miami got good and stuff, he became... Yeah, like early to mid-80s. Like the cons. It was before Irvin was okay. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little before that time. You're right. Yeah, like, like Jim Kelly is older than Vinny Testaverde. I believe that would be true, yes. Okay. Yeah, if we look that up, that's got to be true because Jim's 63 now. Uh, and like Jim was playing USFL in the 80s, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was okay. went to okay. the Houston Gamblers and went crazy and then went to the Bills. Uh, also, Drew Bledsoe, 51 years old today. Drew Bledsoe gave way to Tom Brady. Class act. One of the biggest moments in NFL history is when Mo Lewis crushed Drew Bledsoe and gave birth to Tom Brady. Damn you, Mo Lewis. How dare you, Mo? How dare actually I'm a Bucks fan, so the last part of it I'm good with, but the rest of it, how dare you? How da- well he did beat the Eagles once. I like that one. Can I keep some of them? Yeah, maybe. Why didn't it work out with Drew with the Cowboys? Um, Who took his spot? Was that Romo? It was Romo. Damn. Yeah. Brutal. Ro- Wait, was that Romo? Or was was that t- it? You just mentioned Testaverde. It might have been Vinny that was in that night in 06. God, I have to go back and double check who it was. Cowboy fans, help me out. When they made the choice to go to Romo, was it Romo over Vinny or Romo over Drew? It was one of those two guys, I think. I can't remember. Yo, Drew was supposed to be the truth. Like, everybody loved Drew Bledsoe those early years for the Patriots in the 90s. And Drew could play He's now. like a top 10 quarterback. He could play. He could absolutely play, man. Old school Drew Bledsoe. Crap. I don't know this one either. I'm off today. Yeah, this one is a little off the beaten path. He's Washington State. Huh. Yeah. And I'm just double-checking here if I'm right here. Yeah, he uh, – let's see. Over 44,000 passing yards for Drew Bledsoe. Wow. That's a lot. A lot. Patriots, Bills, Cowboys. Yeah, 05, 06. So it was, I still think it was one of those two uh, One of those two guys. Super Bowl champion, 36, when Tom Brady was the quarterback, of course, and a four-time pro bowler. Yeah, somebody says Drew went down and Romo came in. Okay, 100% Drew. Thank you. Thank you. I was right there. My first gut was correct. Drew Bledsoe goes down. So he gave birth to Tom Brady and Tony Romo. Oh, man. What a life. You see how I've tried to put those two together? Like somehow they're even? So, Brady and Romo. I mean, they're going to be competing against each other at CBS and Fox in a couple of years. That's true. In the booth. That is absolutely true. And, yeah, Brady's going to take the year off and then show up in 24. I wonder what his what his deal is ultimately going to be. Is it going to be... Like he's the guy that Greg Olson is right now. Yeah, Greg Olson's taking a pay cut. Ten mil now, three mil because of Brady. Is that right? Which pay cut, whatever, but still. Yeah. Poor Greg Olson. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy taking that cut down to only three million dollars. All right, that's why February fourteenth matters today to us. Hope you're having a good Valentine's Day. Get all your prep ready, cause tonight is the night. Stems and seeds coming up, and then we'll get you off to ball. Don't lie on this Tuesday. Hope you're having a good one. It's the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, Valentine's Day. Zay has been trying to put you in that mood all throughout the day with all this music. All right, Zay. I want to know what turns you on. So I could be all that and more. I like to know. I like to know what makes you cry. So I could be the one who always makes you smile. Come on, Joe. Wow. All right. Who is it? Joe. It's Joe. Just Joe? Just Joe. Just Joe. All right. I didn't know there was a just Joe. J-O-E? Yeah. Just Joe. Just Joe. All right. Joe. Finishing it out today. Joe Keith Sweat. SWV, Tevin Campbell, Jodeci, and H-Town. The Usher beat got the hour started. Does your wife enjoy your singing? Enough. <laughs> she enjoys it enough. Enough. She enjoys it enough. Fair enough. Yeah. J- just enough. Just enough. Okay. That's all that matters. All that matters on this Valentine's Day. Know who you're with. If you're with somebody, enjoy your time with them. If you're trying to get somebody, we wish you all the luck in the world. If you're headed out tonight for whatever, you know, that would be. If you're, you know, cruising, cruising the bars, cruising restaurants, whatever you do on Valentine's Day. And if you want to be alone, then enjoy your alone time. There's uh, always plenty of sports on TV, stuff to catch up on, and uh, maybe you just want to be by yourself. So whatever you want to do, get it done tonight. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Valentine's Day. we got a lot of football notes out there today. Let's hit some more of them here. Stems and seeds, the thing we thought would happen has happened, and we'll start with that. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Now it's official. Derek Carr has been released. Raiders able to save a whole bunch of money. They don't have to pay him if he was there tomorrow. Then all kinds of money would have clicked in, and they would have owed him over $40 million. Now, Zay, we're going to find out if he gets $40 million on whatever this next deal is going to be. What's his value with other teams? Because the Raiders were going to be stuck at about 40. I'm wondering what the number's going to be if he finds another team. We'll see, man. He'll figure it out in the closet. We'll see what happens. Got to uh, be. No, I mean, no, 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 no. That's not. That's Aaron Rodgers. Who are we talking about? Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carr. 
He may have some kind of darkness retreat he's going on too, but uh, that's that's a whole other Vegas situation. Yeah, Derek Carr, he was smart with it. He was smart the way that he held out this long, and you heard him at the Pro Bowl. He's still a little PO'd with yes. how he was treated by the Raiders. So whoever's getting Derek Carr this next year is going to be a motivated Derek Carr for sure. Yeah, uh, so look out for the Saints and maybe some others. They say only one team was interested in a trade for him, and they wanted him to take a pay cut. He did have a no-trade clause, wouldn't waive it. So now they release him. How about this? Raiders only have one quarterback under contract, Chase Garbers. Who? Yeah, exactly. I have no idea who that is. Uh, I would have to look it up to tell you. So the Raiders do release Derek Carr. We also told you that Shane Steichen, the OC of Philadelphia, will be the new head coach in Indianapolis. Jonathan Gannon, the DC in Philadelphia, will be the new coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And Todd Monken, the man who's called the offensive plays for Georgia's back-to-back champs, he may be calling plays for Lamar Jackson. That's if the Ravens can keep Lamar Jackson around. They may end up franchise tagging him uh, by March, right around March 7th, if they can't come to a long-term deal. I wonder what Lamar think will think of this move. Once he meets Todd Monken, once they go through some tape and stuff, what would he tell Lamar Jackson? And which Georgia tape do you show him to make him think, hey, Lamar, this is what I'm going to do with you? How does that translate? Because yeah. I don't know. Don't disrespect him by showing some Stetson Bennett highlights. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you do? You go back to like the ideas y'all would have had for Justin Fields. Justin Fields, exactly. Is that what you do? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't know. Lamar needs talent around him. He knows that. Yeah, and that's maybe that's your pitch. Forget about film. You say we will get you a badass receiver. Yeah, that's what you do. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Rod and Hard's coming up next with Ball. Don't lie. We'll talk to you tomorrow.